Hello everyone, welcome to a new series on Morgan Hasn't Seen. Yes, Janine, we're back. It's fun stuff. We have gotten rid of the uh, rom-coms from last month. We've gotten rid of them. No more will we talk about those movies. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, actually, when you think yes, about it, because they were great. Sad. You know, great movies. But we have something even even just as great. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, this uh, month, because we're, we're going by months now, pretty much, aren't we? Is that how the schedule's looking? Yes. Yes. So, this is the start of our Movies About TV month on Morgan Hasn't Seen. We've got four movies coming up. One of them is today's movie, The Running Man. Then we've got, uh, what else have we got? Ed TV, Stay Tuned, and Galaxy Quest as the bonus. Yes, very exciting. That's what we're doing. But today we are talking about The Running Man. Janine, Janine, first off, um, are you ashamed that I had never seen The Running Man? Um, not ashamed. It is uh, quite old. It isn't but, old. Well, I mean, it's old. Janine, let's let's <laughs> let's look at my movie watching history. But this is a period of time that you did not really look at. No, no, no. I cut my. I cut my period of, of, of time off at, at, at 1990. Okay, well, then I, then I are you trying to make me be upset with you for not seeing this Yes. Movie? <laughs> because, yes, I mean, you've seen, exactly. uh, you've seen quite a few big Arnold movies from this time. So, yeah, yep. I'm not sure why you didn't see this movie. I was no, trying to I, be nice I, I don't and know give either. you... A, I was trying to be nice and give you a little out excuse, but... You don't, you don't you don't have to be nice, Janine. You can you can just say I'm terrible if you want to. Yeah, okay. You're pretty terrible for not seeing this movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, this it is a big Arnold movie. It is and uh, uh, after the last Arnold based series we did, um which was the whole Terminator business. Mm-hmm. This is probably the biggest Arnold movie that I hadn't seen. Because I, I have seen quite a number of them, especially now as well. Um, I'm really maxing out on my Arnold viewing, and I like that. Well, and, you know... The... We're Sorry. still going to have to figure out a way to work in a last action hero at some point. So Yes, yes, yes. That. That's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one but so i'm if you guys, okay if you guys can think of a series that works around the last action hero let me know <laughs> yeah i i can't because i don't really know too much about it but i don't know i don't know anyway the running man 1987 so yeah it came out the same year as predator i mean for me this is peak schwarzenegger year yes. or period of time in terms of, like, late 80s, um, 86, maybe 86 to 92. Well, you also if you, seen if you, Recall, right? If you whack to... No, no, that's true. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm here saying I've seen Arnold movies, and then you're just going, well, this one, <laughs> no. and then this one, and then this one that you haven't seen. Well, that was 1990, so it fits in the 90s. It's 
span of time that you just missed things. He does. Still, I still think late 80s is, is peak action Arnold. Um, and 87 must just be the year. Because if you've got Predator and this coming out in the same year, you're doing well as an action yes. star. Um, but yeah, why, uh, why, why first, why did you want to show me this movie? Or why did you put this movie in there? Apart from the fact that you were just so ashamed of me for not <laughs> having seen it. Well, because it is a big Arnold one and I wanted to try to incorporate it when we were doing the Terminator stuff, but it just, there was just no room for it. So I thought, okay, well, this is the perfect opportunity to kind of come back around to it. I liked, you know. I know you are a fan of kind of the silly action kind of one-liners and all that stuff. It's kind of fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, the action's fun. The premise is, you know, something we've seen before. Um, and it's always like an, a good time with those kind of dystopia ideas. And yeah, I thought you would enjoy it. And I really like this yeah, movie. Old, old dystopia <laughs> is much more fun than modern dystopia. You know, like when you see dystopian movies these days and they just feel just really miserable. Yes. Like oh. here, 80s, the 80s version or earlier versions of what they think the future would be like is always kind yeah. of funny because you've kind of gotten to that time period. Because I think this was to be like, what, 2017? <laughs> yeah. It's 2020. <laughs> it starts, doesn't it, with the the text little, this is what's going on. And it's like, 2017, the world is in chaos. Food. There is a it's severe scarce, food shortage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the police state has taken over and everything is censored. But the running man, the most popular television show of all time ever, lives on. Yes. Or something exactly. like that. It's nothing like that, but it's something like that. Yeah. So I thought it was a fun take on the whole dystopia thing with the... Um, the TV show thing and just fun 80s ridiculous one-liners <laughs> like <laughs> when he goes up against Sub-Zero <laughs> yes and what what does he say what does he say I don't know but it ends with Sub-Zero more like Plain like, Zero what does that it's, even what? mean <laughs> I don't know I don't know what most of this movie means but I know for a fact that I, I, I was kind of just really enjoying every every second of it. Yes. So I just thought you would have fun with the silly 80s of it, the 80s version of the future, um, the yeah. funny one-liners, and the whole kind of premise, considering this is actually technically a Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> technically, yes, technically it is. It's uh, what did, what What did we find out that... It was bought from the uh, from the novella, The Running Man, um, and Stephen King was using his pseudonym, uh, Richard Backman. Yes. So, and they didn't realize that Richard Backman was actually, was Stephen, actually King Stephen King until they bought it. So that's fun. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. You wouldn't think it's a Stephen King. You can see why Stephen King didn't use Stephen King for it, because it's not really a Stephen it's, King yeah, movie. It doesn't feel like his normal kind of thing, but But you know, credit to credit to good old good old Steve for wanting <laughs> to 
to branch out and do and more do stuff. Different. Yeah. He does enough stuff anyway. He still does enough stuff anyway. So, he always has done. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that they didn't realise it was actually a Stephen King until they bought it. Yes. I think that's fun. Uh, but, no, it, it, it doesn't feel like that. And I really do love the... I really do love 80s future. <laughs> you know, it's great. Whenever... You get an eighties movie, and I know, like maybe this, maybe this is my turning around to actually watching Blade Runner. I don't think it will be because you know me and my agenda against Blade Runner. Yes. Um, nothing, nothing against the movie. I have things against people telling me to watch the movie all the time. That's my agenda <laughs> against Blade Runner. Um, well, hopefully, I can get you used to the concept of people telling you to watch things after a yeah, year of doing no, this I, show. <laughs> the thing is, I just think I just I, I just trust you to do it now, but still nobody else. So it's not really changed. Okay. Well, at some point, maybe I'll have to make you watch Blade Runner. Maybe we'll do a dystopian future. <laughs> we'll do a, a, a robots or cyborg series. Okay. We've already done Terminator, though. We don't need to do that again. There it's the are same movies thing. about cyborgs. Yeah, there's nothing as good as Terminator, though, is there? You know, I still look. You know, I still really <laughs> like the first Terminator more than all yes, the others. I love it more ever since you made me realize that it's a horror movie. So now, when somebody asks me what my favorite horror movie is, I want to be able to say the Terminator. Then have them be that's like, such a oh. smart. <laughs> that's such a smart, smarmy answer. Yes. That what is your favorite? People are just so... expecting you to throw out Halloween, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you're just like, well, actually, my favorite horror movie is it's The, the Terminator. Anti-clever. I mean, is The Running Man a horror movie? I don't think so. It's dystopian sci-fi horror. I guess. I mean, people are getting killed. Or is it just dystopian sci-fi? Is it just dystopian sci-fi action? I think it's sci-fi action. There's little. Yeah. To be fair, there is little horror in The Running Man. And I mean, Um, to be fair, the stalkers aren't very scary. (laughs) Kind of more ridiculous than anything else. They are ridiculous. They, They do... They do remind me of uh, wrestlers from the eighties, which is is kind of fitting given that which Jesse think, Ventura yeah. is one of them. Yes, I think that's kind of maybe the vibe they were going for. And oh, it's there was definitely. actually some there was actually some decent diversity in this movie as well. <laughs> there was, and this is what I, this is what I I really like about, and I don't know what it is about today, but for some goddamn reason. It's a whole big situation whenever anybody gets cast in a movie. Who's like a it's person just, of color? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not a big deal. Like, it's this not is a big the world. Deal. The world is full of people who look different. So I don't know why, yeah, it has to be a big deal. It doesn't huge... matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter. In the 60s, we had a black cat woman and a Latino Joker. 
if you tried doing that today, I mean, we've got Zoe Kravitz, to be fair, yeah. as Catwoman, and people seem to like that, so okay. But you did stuff like that today, and like, really... But people have had a whole big situation with Black Canary yeah, in Birds <laughs> of Prey. It makes no difference. It makes no difference at all. Yeah, because what? it's not anything... Unless race is an inherent part of that character's origin or something that makes them who they are or whatever, or it plays into yeah. things that will affect the character in what they need to do, I don't think it really matters. It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter in the slightest. In the slightest, it does not matter. Yes. Um, and I, I just feel like movies... I don't know. I don't know when this sort of cut off was. I want to say it's just like the last decade when people have started to, for some reason, get really angry about it. Or maybe that's just what we see. Yeah. Or like the whole thing with the aerial casting was like a huge. Yeah. It's not a. It's she's a mermaid. Yeah. How, how do you know what mermaids look like? Because you've seen paintings of a mermaid from, you know, fifteenth century Italy. Yes, and Disney That's... didn't, like, originate the character, so it's not, no. like... <laughs> I remember the... Oh, I remember the, the, the absolute numbest take I saw on that was that... Because Little Mermaid's Hans Christian Andersen, right? Hans Christian Andersen's Danish. Yeah. So the Little Mermaid Ariel is Danish, so she has to be white. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. This isn't set in Denmark. This doesn't yeah. make any sense. Nothing about her being white adds to what who she is as a character, so I it doesn't matter. It just doesn't it does matter. matter. It, well, just now like... it matters. It ma it it really does matter for some characters. Obviously, it really yes. does matter for some characters. Um, but you know the ones we're talking about in this one, in this movie, it doesn't. You know, you've got um. Oh, what's her name? The lead, the literal lead woman in this movie. <laughs> Maria um, Conchita Alonso. There you go. She's great. Yes. Now, uh, yeah, I really like her. She's great in this. And she's got like, she's got the accent and everything. So it's not like she's a whitewashed to... Latino person. No, she's got the accent and she's actually got things to do. She's tough. She beats some people up. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a great... I mean, obviously Arnold's the lead, but she's the second lead, really. Yeah. And uh, I really like mm -hmm. her. I really like her in this. I liked that. I did like that she had Me stuff too. to do. There's some. There must be something about. I don't know. There, there might be something to do with '80s sci-fi that's just like you know, we don't care. We're just gonna cast all these badass women in it. Yes, and I okay, and, and it wasn't anything that was kind of drawn attention to or anything. It was just like, we want her for this part. She's doing this part. And it's like, hey, okay, got some awesome representation. This beautiful, awesome, kick-ass Latina lady. And it works. Yeah. And she does a good and job. It just, and, yeah. it, it, it just doesn't matter. People get so angry about it. People get so angry about every little thing these days. And I'm tired of it. Well, Just, we don't get angry here at Morgan hasn't seen. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We we love everyone and everything here, which 
probably annoys some people that we always <laughs> look at the positives in most things we do. Yes. And when I say most, I do mean like 98% because, you know, there is the occasional deja vu on the main show where <laughs> we will just be in complete shock of what's yes. going on. Or our um, controversial Disney opinions. Our <laughs> controversial Disney opinions as well was probably the, the most um, hot take-ish we've ever been. <laughs> to be fair, that is true. Um, but, you know, I, Maria Conchita Alonso in this movie, does, she, you're right in saying she does have a lot to do and she does have these moments and alongside Arnold as well. Now, Arnold's Arnold. This isn't yes. like just any random action style where you can sort of play off the two of them and the two of them can be equal yeah. in this thing. Arnold is going to be up there, the Arnold. Force. Yeah. But the fact that she has so much to do and she she contributes obviously to yeah. su the survival mm -hmm. and all of that stuff while not just being somebody to run around flapping about next to yeah. Arnold. Yes. Where, you know, in some, you know, in s some movies you certainly get that um, from a female lead. Yes. Um, I'm thinking I just of really, a I, I really Indiana like Jones movie. <laughs> India, exactly. Indiana Jones does it so, so terribly. Indiana Jones does it so weirdly because it does it so well and then immediately after does it so terribly. Yeah. Because Karen Allen as Marion is just so great. But then you've got what whatever her name is. Billy, uh, isn't that her name? Willie, Willie Scott. Willie, Willie. Uh, yeah. In Temple Kate of Capshaw. Doom. It's just, well, I mean, what's going on? She was married to the director, so. <sighs> it's the only reason. <laughs> It's the only reason I don't. Temple of Doom's weird. Temple of Doom's a weird movie, and I like the weirdness of it. I just do not watch Temple of Doom a lot compared to one and three. Yeah. I mean, Last Crusade. Last Crusade is my favorite. It is. It's a good one. Mainly because of Connery. To be honest, and the fact that it's just the Holy Grail. So you know, let's compare it to Monty Python and the Holy Grail and have a great day. <laughs> Pretty much, that's my double feature sorted right there. Oh, perfect. Uh, but yeah, I also think The Running Man goes well in a, a double or even a triple feature with a couple of other movies that's got a very similar style to it. But before we get on to that, I feel like for those who don't know The Running Man, Janine, would you like to tell people what the basic situation is here? <laughs> okay, so... um. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, um, I can't remember ben. his first name. Ben Richards. Ben. Richards, yes. He is like a police force guy and he is on a mission and they find out there's a, a helicopter and there's a bunch of civilians who are like having us riot over food and his commanding officer wants him to like shoot all the people and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. They're innocent people. They're unarmed. And he gets strong-armed into, you know, having to hurt these people. He says no. He tries to fight all his guys off and proceeds to get arrested because he didn't follow the order of killing all these innocent people. So he yes. gets imprisoned. And 
grows he, a beard. Yes, he grows a, a fake beard. <laughs> a, a very, very fake looking beard. If that's a real beard, if that's Arnold's actual real beard, it looks horrendously fake. Yes, it's very patched on. Um, it's, it's definitely not his real beard. I mean, I've seen worse. I've actually seen like when Sam Jackson is Nick Fury and he has the beard, and you can even you can see the shiny from the tape. Oh God! <laughs> yes, but yes, a very fake beard, and he's imprisoned. He escapes from prison, um, but ultimately with the help of with the help of his friends, a guy with glasses, who of course he's got glasses, so he's the tech guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who he is. I think his name's Weiss in the movie. Yes. I don't know, but yeah, he's he's got glasses and he's thin and he's white, so he's the tech guy. Yes, and then you have um, a black guy who's... Yes, Yafet Koto from Alien and Live yes. and Let Die, who he, everybody loves. He also helps him escape, and so then he's kind of on the run, um... And then he gets captured and yeah. they see him kind of in action, the TV show people, because the whole government now is like all these kinds of different facets and the TV media side is kind of also part of the, you know, judicial side of things. So they see him yes. in action trying to escape and stuff. And they're like, "Ooh, we like this guy. He could be perfect to be a contestant on The Running Man. So... The Running Man, which is just a game show to kill people off, to kill the poor people. Yes, so you get criminals um, and, and the poor and you yes. put them on this show for the entertainment of the society. So, yes, yeah. to kind of keep their focus on these ridiculous things instead of the actual issues going on out there. Of people yeah. being starving and all that stuff. I feel like... I feel like so. I feel like some dystopian. I feel well. I feel like all dystopian movies try to do something with class. I feel like that's the main yeah. thing in dystopian movies. I do think some some just do it in a in a in a more. I think some do it in a, in a cleverer way. You look at something like Snowpiercer, or you know, even I don't know. But some do it in a in a much more entertaining way, and I think this does it in that way. And I think the Hunger Games does it in that way as well. And the Hunger Games and this are very similar in the sense that, you know, in the Hunger Games they go round to all the different places, get people, and put them in the thing. Yes, and to kill them off for entertainment. These are like the districts who are poor and have to fight for yeah. food and things like that. Whereas the capitals, where all the nice rich people yeah. live, and they they don't really know what's going on with these other districts. They have no idea. They're just, you know, have yeah. their entertainment in front of them, and that's what they see, and they don't even think about it being people's lives. It's just entertainment. Yeah. and so that's uh, uh, kind of a similar vibe that you get here with this movie. Yeah, it is. And to be fair. It's also, I suppose, it's it's also like that in Snowpiercer. I just think Snowpiercer's on on a on a, a cleverer level, um, as well as being obviously very very entertaining. Um, and there's also and a very fun uh, Willy Wonka theory about the Snowpiercer. 
There is, and I love that. I love it yes. so much. It's the best theory ever, and it fits so well. Yes, right. So unbelievably well. Please go and look up the Willy Wonka Snowpiercer theory. theory. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, but no, it, you know, in in that movie as well, it's very much like the uh, rich either not really knowing anything about the poor or just acknowledging they're there as resource for them. Yes, and not actual people. Yeah. And also um, some type of entertainment factor to distract them from what is really happening out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's less of that, obviously, in Snowpiercer as opposed to something like this or the, or the Hunger Games. And The Running Man is obviously set in, you know, L.A. Yeah. So... It's you know Arnold uh, with all his all the propaganda that follows his um, saving of all these people and but his false imprisonment and all that. Yes. Uh, he's he's known as the butcher of Bakersfield, which <laughs> yes. is kind of a great name. I mean, there's something there's I, I've always thought there's something like strange about like the names of serial killers. Like, why do they sound so cool? Yeah, These people know. are serial killers. Why yeah, do you like, give them badass them names? And, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a but I can't name. deny. I can't deny that the butcher of Bakersfield is just a great name. Yes. Uh, but that's what he gets. That's what he gets known as. That's what everybody thinks he is. What would your killer name be, Morgan? I haven't got a clue. I don't <laughs> want to think about me being a killer. To be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> So, I don't know. <laughs> the murderer I... of Manchester. <laughs> no, no. That's terrible. <laughs> You're just thinking of alliteration again, like yes. the butcher. <laughs> it's the fact that he's called the butcher. Because he's not a butcher. No. It's the word butcher that makes the name. Not Bakersfield. Nobody cares about Bakersfield. <laughs> I don't know. People might care about Bakersfield, especially if you live there. I don't know if I don't know if you live there. If you do live there, hi Bakersfield. I live near there. Does that you don't live there. <laughs> do we know do we know anyone in Bakersfield? I want I wanna find out if we know anyone in Bakersfield now. Please tweet at us at It's a Wonderful One. If you are from Bakersfield and you are Prove of the name the butcher of Bakersfield. <laughs> yes, though, Janine. Arnold does get captured and uh basically, yeah, told he's going on the running man. We like what you're doing, yes. you will be entertainment for all of these people. And, and who tells show... him this? But the host of Family Feud. Richard Dawson. Who Richard Dawson, who I'm led to believe is the creepiest man in game shows. <laughs> Oh yes, if you see the montage of him kissing old biddies, touching ladies, and getting all of the huggy feeling on people. It's now, you know I have a fascination with particularly American game shows of the 70s and 80s. Just because television just does not exist like that like anymore. That, I don't know. It's just a very different window of time. It's just like... I, now, that's not to say that I'm condoning anything that Richard Dawson may or may not have done. 
in his time as host of Family Feud, which seemed to include uh, groping contestants live <laughs> on air. Yeah, essentially. Um, I mean, he's good in this movie, and yes. it fits. And another fun thing, I mean, it's not fun, interesting thing, that I found out or that I read was that apparently, well, he plays, he plays, uh, what is his name? Damon Killian. Killian, yes, which sounds like movie. such a, a likable person name. He's not right? evil at all with a name like Damon <laughs> Killian. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, apparently his, uh, <laughs> Richard Dawson's uh, portrayal of Killian in this movie is actually very similar to actual Richard Dawson. In terms that. of uh, being kind of horrible to everyone underneath him. Yeah, I can um, totally see that. And I can see that as well. I can't take away from the fact that he's good in this movie. I enjoy watching him in this movie. He fits that role so well. But that may be because he actually just is that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they've just himself. cast really well. Yeah. So you he doesn't really have to he, do he, much. He, it's not a stretch. <laughs> no, I don't think it is a stretch, but I just think it works. And he's in the movie. He's in the movie a lot. Yeah, because he's the host of the Running man. man. Yeah, and the whole, the whole kind of, I don't know, three quarters of this movie is basically the game of the Running Man. Yes, manipulating or two thirds like, at least. That's how he kind of gets the crowd against Ben Richards is because they play the video that we see at the beginning of him trying to stop them from killing civilians and they edit it in a way <laughs> to where it looks yeah. like he wanted them to kill all the civilians. They're like, oh, he's going to die in this show. Yeah, kill him. He wanted to kill innocent people. But it's it's complete. Happened. It's complete propaganda. propaganda. It's, it's yeah. complete government propaganda. I feel like... I feel like this is one of those movies where I feel like people get people get angry about again. You know, th those people that are like, well, movies weren't political when I was growing up. Yes, they were, i.e. The Running Man. Yeah, you just Running Man notice. is an aggressively political movie. Because you, you just, just didn't notice it was. <laughs> by one-liners like, he's not Sub-Zero, he's Plan Zero. <laughs> like, what is that? Was that your impression of Arnold? It wasn't. Was, let's no. go back. Let's go back. No. Let's go back. Let's no. do that again. No. I'm going to do out. it. I'm going to. It just came out. <laughs> he is not a Sub-Zero. He is plain Zero. I am Dracula Schwarzenegger. That's yeah, exactly that sounded, what you've just that done. That sounded very... I did not do that. I did not sound like, like a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> In Soviet Union. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sounded like um, a in Russian Soviet, spy. <laughs> in Soviet Union, sub-zero temperatures are common. <laughs> and they are called plain zero temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was... What what's happening? I don't know Jimmy? how Arnold became a Russian spy in Soviet Union. <laughs> no, I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. Arnold fought these people, didn't he? Yes. 
in some movie. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, God. That was funny. I'm sorry. Um, but, no. I do think uh, this would be one of those movies that... You know th- those those kind of people, and we all we we've all seen these kind of people. We've all seen their their comments on things. These are also the kind of people that have a problem with every casting choice possible, no matter if it actually matters or not. Yeah. Um. That that say oh oh, I wish um I wish we could go back to nineteen eighty seven when my sci fi movies weren't political when we had the Running Man and RoboCop. Come on. Come off it, people. These are two of the most political sci-fi movies of the era. You can't get away from it. But when you have, like, silly action and one-liners and things like that, it distracts you from... They're actually kind of saying some things in this movie. (laughs) I think it it distracts... Yeah, they are. It, It distracts to a point... And I think it, if you're watching it casually, you're not going to get too much out of it. Or or if you, if, and admittedly, if you are watching it as a very young child, you won't. But if you, if you, if you're rewatching this movie a lot, you'll, you start to, you know, you see things. And I, 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 you know, I see it. It's, it's very, for me, it's just very obvious. Any dystopian movie is just very obvious. It's going to have something like this yeah. in it um you know i i i just don't understand what i think the running man does really well is balance the two because i think yeah. it does have it it's it's really quite smart uh political commentary on you know totalitarian authoritarian uh you know state controlled everything um and but state controlled everything when it's a you know an evil thing there's no there's no uh necessary correlation between having something state controlled and it being evil yeah i feel like that's something that people think as well you know i feel you know i feel like that's a i feel like that's a thing <laughs> that people think even when it comes to i don't i don't know i don't want to get too <laughs> political i don't want to get I'm very. I don't want to get too political. I'm. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I just think there's a there's. It's no, not. It's not. Ex, it's not exclusive. You know there there's plenty of situations where the state controls things and it's just perfect for everybody. But in movies like this, not so much. In movies like this, it's never going to be because it's also an authoritarian government. That's the problem. If it's not an authoritarian government, then you're not going to have that. Um, but yeah, that's the problem. And uh, and Richard Dawson is the is the the picture of this, or the face of this government for the masses because he yes, he's is the, the host of uh, the Running Man. Who, yeah, who, and he seems to have um, a lot of more control outside of just being the host. Yeah. Def- yeah, definitely. I mean, you said before it's television and the justice system go hand in hand in this movie, and he seem he has a big say in both of those things. Yes, um, he has a big say in who they get and who they essentially kill off because and that's what 
the point of the running man is, is to and kill off things, people. Yes, and the things that they manipulate, like he also can tell them, you know, cut this video yeah. this way and show this thing that way. And yeah, and then you see him kissing up on the old lady <laughs> and giving out <Obviously>. prizes. And <laughs> because it's Richard Dawson. Uh, you also get, um, you know, what else is it? Uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Kurt Fuller is in this movie. The really tall guy who's in every movie ever. With the, the balding, the tall guy, the balding guy, who is like oh. Richard Dawson's under guy. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 almost the director of The Running Man when it's on TV. Yes. That guy. He's in every movie ever. You, Everybody knows his face. I like seeing him. I liked seeing him pop up in this movie because yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw him when he was looking that young. <laughs> So Wasn't I like seeing scary him pop movie? up in this movie. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. He, was, he, he probably like absolutely was, was like in scary movie. <laughs> I think he was. I think you yeah, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> he is in every movie ever. Yes. He's one of those people that's just a fantastic character actor that just appears people everywhere. Pops up. Yeah. Very few people actually know his name, but everybody knows his face. He's one of those. One of those guys. Um, but once we once we uh once we get into the Running Man game, it gets really fun. Yes, we meet the Stalkers. Meet the Stalkers, <laughs> where we do have Sub Zero, <laughs> who's the first Stalker. Yes, who's a very large Asian man who on slices ice a gong in half with his slicey. Does um, it's a little bit. <laughs> It's a little bit questionable. Yes, because you're like, hey, um, diversity, and then you have him slicing a gong. In oh, oh, hey, <laughs> diversity. Oh, no, it's just cultural appropriation. We've got it mixed up again. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, we also, who else do we have? Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Yeah. Don't Buzzsaw. get him confused with Boonzaw. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Not the, Although... To be fair, if they'd have cast Randy Savage in this movie, would we have batted an eye? No, no probably no, we not. wouldn't. <laughs> they do have Jesse Ventura as, uh, what's his name, Captain Fantastic? I don't know what yeah, his name is. Some, something very patriotic like that. <laughs> um, I forget, I completely forget what it is. Captain Freedom. Is his name Captain Freedom? Captain Freedom, yes. Ca- Captain Freedom. <laughs> Um, Jesse Ventura is fully embracing his wrestling in this movie. By the way, he's he looks like he's cutting a wrestling promo every time he's on screen because he's just screaming into the camera and pointing and just ruffling his mustache. Yes, and you know Jesse Ventura had a good year with um, Schwarzenegger in '87 as well because he was also in Predator. Who was? Not to be confused with The Creditor. Not to be confused with The Creditor starring Chevy Chase, no. Which is a perfectly real movie that actually exists. Yes. Um, who, else, who, who else do we have as a stalker? We have well, Jim got that, Brown, um, which I didn't even realize that was Jim Brown. Because yeah. he, doesn't have any, he doesn't have the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Like... Fireball, he plays. Yes. He's got those like, grey streaks in his hair. Yes. Which are cool. I like them. Yeah, it wasn't until I was kind of going through the cast and I was like, that was Jim Brown. 
because I'm always used to seeing him with a mustache. This is the problem when people are so used to seeing people with facial hair and then when they don't have facial hair they're not the same person they're just Crazy. not the same person nobody knows who this is anymore yes. could you imagine if vincent price look at vincent price clean shave and it's just wrong yeah. it doesn't look doesn't look no. right mm -mm. Never looks right. Anybody anybody who's so well known for facial hair just does not look right without it. Without it, yeah. Like you. <laughs> like me. Like me. But I wouldn't I wouldn't know what I look like without facial hair anymore. <laughs> and nor would anybody else I know, so that's fun. That's exactly how I want to keep it. When did you decide to grow out your facial hair and not shave it? Literally the instant I left high school. Uh, and high school in Britain, you leave at 16. What? So I just thought, right, I, I, I can have some sort of facial hair now. I know I can, and I did, and I haven't looked back. Wow, okay. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. It is a long time, and it's going to be even longer time, and it's going to go on until death. <laughs> Or, you know, immortality, whatever comes first. Yes. Who who knows what science will do. If we were supposed to have the running man in 2017, and, you know, Blade Runner was supposed to be set in 2019, right? Yes. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the, uh, the, um, Judgment Day in Terminator supposed to be in 2019? I think so. As well. Why? What is it with twenty nineteen? Why is twenty nineteen such a horrible this is, year? This is twenty seventeen. <laughs> I know this is this is I know this is twenty seventeen. Um, back to the, Back to the Future two was twenty fifteen. So who knows what the future is going to be like? We don't. They didn't. We 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 just have to hope it's not like the Running Man. Yes. Or the Hunger Games. <laughs> or Snowpiercer. Or any yeah. other dystopian movie we can, <laughs> or, or a quiet place, or any other dystopian yes. movie. Um, that would be just the worst, just the worst. But you know what the Running Man, the game, reminded me of. Do you know what movies it reminded me of more than any other? The Warriors oh. from seventy nine. An escape from New York. Oh, okay. I could see that. I could see that. A lot. <laughs> a lot. This whole this whole movie really reminded me of those two. Um but also in terms of a, a structure, it reminded me of those two a lot. Because I feel like The Warriors and Escape from New York are, are movies that go through their narrative in, in stages. In these kinds of us against the world situations. Yeah, it's you know it's it's they're all fight for survival. Yes, and they all go through each stage of fight of of fight for survival. Like I said, in in these stages, I really like it. I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. I just really like it when you have stages to a movie. Yes. Well, I mean, the Warriors actually had a video game that I used to play, and it was really fun. And so, that if that tells you anything, it tells you that it lends itself well to a concept of a video game. So you're yeah. like 
you are one of the warriors and you have to like work your way across the city and then yeah. like, you get stopped by rival gangs and get into gang fights and have to get away from them and yeah it's like a race to get across town and yeah. i mean the fun the 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 fun thing is i suppose is that both the warriors and obviously escape from new york are, are set in new york city yeah. uh, this is la and to be fair the running man the running man i don't know what you call it course uh, arena it's not, it, it, it is that, it's an arena, it's not the city. Yeah. It'd be quite fun to think of it as the city, but I think it might have been that way in the book, actually. I think so. I don't know for sure. But I do, I like the fact that it is an arena. I don't, and I, I just, I really don't know what it is. It might be something to do with video games, but then I'm not a big gamer. Yeah, but I just really like movies that have these stages to them that feel like progression is happening, and the sort of you get the one story and then you final that one, but then the yeah. other one comes in, and then the next one comes yeah, in, and like then your the next bosses one comes in. And your yeah, that's what it that. And, yeah. But that's what that's what they are. That's what they are, um, and it, it's Defin- very like it's very like that in the Warriors. Yes. Very like that in the Warriors and very like that in this movie. It's a very good pacing tool, I think, as well. It is. That might be why. That might be why, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What else is there? What else is there that's (laughs) wonderful and great in this movie, Janine? Um, The audience. The audience was good. The audience. (laughs) You like the audience in this movie. Especially that little old lady who... You know, she got some booze, but she didn't care. Once Ben Richards was kicking ass in the thing, she was like, who was going to get killed next, old lady? And she's like, anybody? I can say anyone I want. And he's like, yes. Who's, yeah, and who's going to make says, the next kill, isn't kill, it? Yeah. Yes. And she says, Ben Richards. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's one tough motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> she... She does say that. She does. She does. <laughs> and say she that. does say bullshit later, doesn't she? I don't like, know. I don't know. There's that a part one. when when it comes out and like they show reveal the video, the real video that shows you know that he's a hero or whatever. She's like, he's like trying to say, oh, it's just technical difficulties, folks, and she's like bullshit. <laughs> that same old lady <laughs> yes i think the and we should say that the only reason they are um the only reason they end up showing the the real video the real footage of ben richards being a hero is because of the hacker guy who whilst they are in the um in the, the game. whole running man the game um is able to you know hack into the mainframe and uh, display and has, the the the, uh, the real video Conchita to everybody. Alonso memorize numbers. Yeah, and then and yeah. Yes, and it's I like that they. I like that they had something to do, and even when they died, like they made a point to be like, "Don't let us have died for nothing," you know, because you know yeah. the people who die, they usually do something noble to die, and it never really gets addressed. So I like that they took a moment to actually say you know, don't let us have died for nothing. And they 
you know, they actually served a purpose later on and, and you know. Yeah, they do. And, you know, obviously when it, when it all comes out that, that Ben's a, a hero. Um, <laughs> Which you know how that was revealed. <laughs> how was that revealed, Jim? Um, well, Maria, she stole a tape. And when they captured her and found her snooping through the tape, she hid that tape somewhere. <laughs> she did? Somewhere. Yes, and, <laughs> and so when, you know, they're about to get reveal all of this she pulls out the tape and it's like hey well i have this tape that shows the real footage of what happened with you and da, da, da. And he's like where, where were you hiding that she's like none of your business <laughs> so i don't know where she shoved that tape <laughs> i mean that that warranted a, an arnold one-liner didn't it yes it did. there's so many there are so many in this movie it might be the ultimate Arnold one-liner movie. And it's like, usually they're pretty good. These were not so good. You know, <laughs> These are pretty and that's, what, that's what makes the most of them absolutely awful. <laughs> but he does say, he does he, he does make a big point of saying, I'll be back yes. in this movie. He's a suit, like, right before he gets put into the game. He says, I'll be back to Richard Dawson. Now, this is only three years after Terminator came out. <laughs> yeah, it's that, not like <laughs> to have has a that become such so soon. A, has that become such an iconic line in only three years? Three years. I would not have thought that, but okay. That was probably his most popular role at the time, I guess. So. Oh, absolutely it was. So, absolutely it was. It's it's just for, it's just funny. I just I just find it funny that he that says so that so soon. And then another line I think when he like when he's with Buzzsaw and he's about to like Buzzsaw Buzzsaw's balls. He does. He does. <laughs> and do he that. says something like I "Got a split" or something as he's like sawing him in half. <laughs> like, oh if no! If you if you oh, no. if you do want if you do want first class Arnold one liners, this is the movie. It yeah. really is. There's no there's no more one liner one liney movie in Arnold's whole repertoire than this movie. Yes. I, I'm I kind it. of sad that him and Sam Jackson didn't do any movies together because King is, his, kings of one. There's still time. still time. His one-liners in the '90s were just mm. as great <laughs> as Arnold's yeah. '80s one-liners. Yeah, but you know what Sam Jackson can do that Arnold can't really do is monologue very well as well. Yeah, that's true. Sam Jackson is a good monologue. Monologue, definitely. There is there is still time for them to to do a movie. I mean, yeah. And for it to be a silly one-liner fest. Full of one-liners, for sure. <sighs> they're, they're, of, uh, well, they're, um, they're of similar age, aren't they, I think? Yeah, I think they're... I feel like. Oh, is, is Arnold maybe a little older? I don't know. Sam Jackson's, like, pushing 80s. <laughs> Sam Jackson's not in his 70s, yeah. is he? He's like close to eighty, I think. I think I remember hearing no. his age. I think I remember hearing his age and being very surprised. I think he's in his seventies. No. He's in his seventies, I think. He can't possibly be actually in his seventies yet. I'm pretty sure he's in his seventies. I, I would I would take <laughs> late sixties 
Oh my god. Yes. Sam what? Sam Jackson was born in 1948. Yeah. He's 72 this year. What? Yes. What? Yes. Why do you think he was running all like an old man in Captain Marvel with a young face? <laughs> because he is an old man. That's why. He yeah. actually is. I didn't think he was that old. I thought he was maybe 65. No. Black don't crack, baby. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, but he is very similar age to Arnold, actually. Arnold's got to be early 70s as well, hasn't he, now? So. Yes. But Ar- Arnold looks well. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I know he's had work done. Sam Jackson's not had any uh, work no, done. No, he, he doesn't care about that. <laughs> and Jackson's oh <laughs> naturel. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Arnold looks pretty good, to be fair to him. So, yeah, looks better than Stallone. Maybe there's time. <laughs> looks, he does look better than Stallone, though. He does. St- the work Stallone had done just didn't work. No, 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 no. <laughs> that didn't work at all. Um, Janine, we do have calls today. We do. We do have calls today to uh, to get to. Um, we, we've got a, we've got a whole bunch of calls, so we're only we're only going to play two of them today. Um, which is, that's fun. But yes. uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get on to we'll get on to more running man uh, discussion to finish off. Um, yeah, did I have anything else to say? I don't remember. Uh, one-liners. What else was I going to say? Something about one-liners, I think. I've forgotten. Janine, what do we have on the call? Okay, well, we have one call from Eric Monroe. Yay. Hi, Morgan and Janine. Sorry I haven't called in a while. I'm in the middle of a move, and it's, you know, very, very stressful. I wanted to call in and tell you about my favorite movie about TV. I'm going to go with 1989's uhf starring weird al yankovic it got buried in the movie theater went up against batman and back to the future but it has gone on to become a cult classic it's about a man who inherits a television station a nothing television station and really makes something of it um there's a lot of spoofing in the movie which is very very funny um kramer from seinfeld's ended in an early role of his it's just a fun movie if you haven't seen it give it a shot so yeah i'm going with uh uhf Okay, I remember. I've never heard this, of that movie. I remember always seeing this cover at the video store, but never really knowing what it was about. So, <laughs> I mean that that's not nice, though, is it? To go up against Batman, Batman and Back, and to, the Back to the Future. Oh, that's cold blooded. <laughs> that's that's very unpleasant. But we yes. we had Al Yankovic. I enjoy, to be fair. Yes. Um. I can't. I, I don't think I've really ever seen him star in a movie. I've seen him in a movie. Yeah, but I've, but never, I've not I seen never him like knew him to be, be the star of a movie. Yes. So that's we might, uh, to, we might have to do another series like this and and uh, throw this one in there. You know. You know. What I love about Eric. You know. What I love about Eric Monroe. Janine besides is that he always everything. comes in. <laughs> well, yes. Besides everything, he always comes in with these really. Like underappreciated movies yes. that nobody ever talks about. When we ask, you know, when when we put out the call for people to call in, telling us their that you know their favorite 
movie of the category we're talking about. Eric always comes in with this really low-key idea that nobody would ever Very think of. thoughtful and, yeah, underrated and... Yeah, he champions the underdog, so I really appreciate that about his picks. And I'm sorry the move is so stressful. We love you and thank you. Yes, so we much don't for like we don't like stressful <laughs> moves. We don't like them. Um, love you, Eric. Thank you very much for your wonderful call, as yes. always. And it, it, you don't have to you don't have to apologize for not calling in. You don't have to you don't have to do none of that. We love that you call in. You're the yes. best. <laughs> And we actually have a first-time caller. A first-time caller? Is it a fun <laughs> first-time caller? It is. No. Uh, we actually have a call from um, Schmodown's Video Drew. Video Drew. Yes, Drew Grant. So what did she have to say? Hey, Janine. It's Video Drew here. And I was wondering if you've ever seen a movie called Soap Dish. It's from the 90s, and it stars a young Robert Downey Jr., and it's about what life is like working on the set of a soap opera. Sort of. It's like Tootsie, but equally problematic. Just a little bit later in time. Um, I've heard of Soap Dish, but I've never seen it. So, yeah, now it's kind of really making me want to do a second version of the series movies yeah. about TV 2.0 because these are some interesting movies that I kind of want to watch. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good movie. I mean, t- clearly, clearly, uh, Drew does not want my opinion on it. As but the cast is know. like pretty legit cast. Sally Field, Kevin Klein, uh, Terry Hatcher, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Like, okay. okay. Elizabeth no, Shue. Okay, this is a legit movie then. Yes. This is this is a this is a fully legit movie. And as somebody who used to watch soap operas, like I used to like totally be in love with The Young and the Restless. Admittedly, I despise <laughs> soap operas. I did too. Um, and then I remember like when I was in Trinidad, like we I was like in a preschool until I moved to America. So I was there when I was like three, four years old. And I remember being in the class and the teachers trying to get us to go to a nap time so that they could watch Young and the Restless. <laughs> so I always remember like peeking up from the nap and trying to watch some of it. Um, but I always thought soaps were boring. And then one summer I was just laying around the house. Um, I think it was in high school. Yeah. So it was like one summer off in high school and, I was flipping through the channels and I saw this really cute guy and I was like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> and so I just started watching because of this cute guy. And then I got like all caught up in the teen storyline in that show. And then I started kind of getting into all the different storylines. And then that whole summer, I found myself watching Young and the Restless every day. And then come to find out when school started again, I was telling my friend how like, I'm like totally obsessed with Young and the Restless now. My friend actually, she did the same thing her summer, but she got all into all my children. And so then we would kind of like come together and share our stories about our soaps and what was going on at our soaps and stuff. And then, yeah, it was, yeah. So I think I would actually kind of enjoy this movie because there was a time when I was kind of into soap operas. (laughs) Well, there's there's clearly a, a serious distinction between uh, U.S. soap operas and, and British ones, um, because British ones have absolutely zero good-looking people in them. Really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. From what I know, from what I know and see, it's just 
boring after boring after dull after dull in every sense. Oh goodness, that's no um, fun. But that's no fun. But yes. um, you know, Video Drew didn't didn't even want my opinion because she she didn't. She, even she just say said my hi, Janine. <laughs> and now I'm sad. Oh, I'm sorry, Morgan. Well, maybe video she'll listen probably... and she'll get to know you. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Hi, Video Drew. You're great. <laughs> you're the best everybody's the best yes thank we you for everyone. calling and leaving a message um it's great yes. hearing from new people and yeah getting their takes and their thoughts and hearing about movies that maybe we both didn't know about so exactly that's why it's why it's why we like it's why we like hearing from people because yes. they can come out with with uh suggestions yes. like eric and drew have there um so two voice Just messages, stuff. and I'm already planning movies about TV 2.0, so... Yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is good things. Good things are going on. It's nice. Yes. I like it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for your voice messages, as always, guys. Um, they weren't the only voice messages we got um, between the... Uh, we put Between when we put the call out for you to send them in and uh, and us recording this so we'll have you know a couple more next week and uh see where we go from there um but you know because we can't we can't overpopulate one episode with voice yeah. messages you know yes. to play so too we, many we're is spread just spread the love spread it spread it around it's nice to share <laughs> sharing around it's sharing nice sharing is uh, it's fun Sharing is caring, Janine. That is very true. The the uh, people running the Running Man would not say sharing is caring. They don't like sharing. Yes, no, so much. They like keeping it all for themselves. And um, but ultimately, it's a sci-fi movie. It's a fun sci-fi movie with its <laughs> clever things. From and the eighties, and we know say, how it ends, don't we, Janine? Yes, um, I will say it was kind of weird to see like groups of people cheering and celebrating, seeing Richard doesn't get blown up. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it is it is also funny though. Yes, I mean he is the villain of the story. Yes, but like a man is dead, like burning alive, and everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, we're like, <laughs> you just Janine. see all these groups of people collectively celebrating. <laughs> Janine, these people love death. Yes. These these people who watch The Running Man adore death. Yes. They love nothing more than watching people die. It is the Hunger Games. It is. Essentially. I mean, oh, we should say we should say it's Battle Royale, really, because that's where the Hunger Games comes from. Ah. That's where the Hunger Games comes from. Um. Yes, Richard Dawson. Arnold sends Richard Dawson down the same slidey shoot thing that sends him into the game and probably has a one-liner again that I can't actually remember what it is, but he's guaranteed to have one. Oh, yeah. I can't quite remember, but I think he probably Um, did end with some quippy thing. He also wears a silly jumpsuit throughout the whole movie. Well, they all do. Yes. They all do. Um, It's very... It reminds me of... It it reminds me of something very very seventies, or even late sixties. It reminds me of like a like a space jumpsuit that you'd see in like two thousand and one. 
Well, they Space thought was the future. I'm sure they thought, oh, these oh, are very, they're shiny, Logan's very run. futuristic looking. <laughs> something like Logan's Run or something like that. Yeah, I think, well, that was the 80s version of the future. It was. It, it is, it is, it is. And we, we, I always like, I do, I really do, I always like uh, 70s and 80s future Yes. Because it's, it's the retro future. I'll call it retro future. I always really, really like it. Because it, you know that, that style never existed. That style has never existed and will never exist. N- never again. You know what's also great? What? <laughs> is a great 80s synth score. <laughs> it is. And but, but I think before we get onto that, I think it's it's important to point out as well... Because we haven't even mentioned the director of this movie, Jim. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Who I was is very, the director of this movie, I was Jimmy. very excited to discover. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times, but, you know, I never really paid attention to who directed it. And only in watching it now did I realize that the director of The Running Man is Paul Michael Glaser who also directed my favorite movie of all time, The Cutting Edge. <laughs> so I was very excited. And I only, Ugh. only recently discovered that Paul Michael Glaser is also Starsky from the 70s TV show Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, you're discovering so much about Paul I Michael Glaser. I am. Um, and then somebody tweeted at me that he's like an artist and he's a painter and a poet and all kinds of things. So he's a real renaissance man. He is. Who directed we The Running excited. Man. <laughs> he did. And we, we, were, we were very excited to find that out. Yes. Um, it's nice. And to be fair, it's directed very well. It I is. always like, I, 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 that's what I mean. It's the stages of it that comes from you know the feel of that and the structure of it comes from the director yes um yeah i just thought we we had to bring that up before thank we you wrapped yes. up this episode <laughs> talking about the beautiful score i think it is it is it harold faltermeyer yes who does the score it is so good it is it so just, synthy it would just get stuck in your head do do ding do ding <laughs> do do ding do ding do ding ding dong. It's <laughs> a like, great score. I seriously watch it's this movie so and then good. all day I'm just humming that little tune all day. Yeah. Look, I've recently look, I've recently rewatched uh, Goldfinger again for the first time in a while. There's a song that gets stuck in your head. Yes. Uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> Uh, when we did Terminator that was stuck in my head (laughs) just constantly going around going (laughs) 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 and you know that's a great synth Synth score score as well well. (laughs) ultimately it it doesn't even come close to this one the running man theme is so good Yes, <laughs> it's such a good score. I, it just fits really well. It's it's got the sort of upbeat paciness to it yes. that the movie has, but it's also the the fact that it's synth gives it obviously the sci-fi stuff or the retro sci-fi the stuff, futuristic stuff. 
but it it does feel kind of like tense and, and ominous ominous as well yeah. um and that you know that comes from the the background of it the melody of it which is the do 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 is just like oh god let's go let's go let's yes. go come on arnold let's win come on yes. it's just so good and it's constantly throughout the movie yes and it's oh i i do i have it completely stuck in my head and i, I have done since <laughs> i watched the movie and um, you also have some upbeat dance music where you have some you know dancers the running man dancers all choreographed yeah. by paula abdul Paula Abdul, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's Paula Abdul choreo- choreography. Yeah. That was a weird. That was a weird scene, actually. What the dancers? Like that. That was a. That was just a, uh, an extended dancing scene for seemingly no real reason other than to just say this is 1987. Yes, entertain the crowd in between with dancers, like sure. solid gold dancers. It did. Yeah. It did the job. Yeah. Did the job to be fair. They were they the same people that were in the background of Jesse Ventura's You Will oh, Feel yeah. Pain video Probably. or whatever it is. And notice and when that dance routine was going on, the most choreographed, best moved dancing people were the black people. They had like Well, that's obviously gonna happen. <laughs> they were it, had the fair. best dance moves in the audience. <laughs> Janine, we've had this discussion several thousand times. <laughs> I just wanna point it's it out. Just, I just it's just inherent out. in in <laughs> gen- the genetic makeup of black people and white people that one race can dance and the other can't. Yeah, essentially. It is just <laughs> fact. Oh, I mean, I say that white people are very good at uh, line dancing oh, and also dancing um, white people dances. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm just trying to give credit to white people for dancing, but now I realize I shouldn't do that because okay. everybody's just terrible, and myself included. <laughs> just the worst. I wouldn't say that. I've seen you kind of bob your head a little bit. <laughs> exactly. You've not seen me dance. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. It doesn't it doesn't happen. I I can go to the, the, the most dancey dancey dance party possible and I will probably be sat down. Of course you will. Unless obviously <laughs> unless obviously oops upside your head comes on, in which case I'm the first one on the floor. Oh my gosh, oops upside but your nobody head. Ever I knows, you nobody ever knows that, that video. Yeah. It's nobody like even the knows British that. it's like the British Cupid shuffle people. Slash macarena. Well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's not. There's nothing to do with the macarena. We have the macarena as well. I mean, it's just that a song. With, it's just a song that tells you what to do. No, it doesn't. It doesn't tell no, you what to do I at it all. Told you what to do. It just no, tells you oops upside it, your head. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't tell you what to do. That's just the dance to it. Oh God! It's not like the cha cha slide or something like that that tells you. <laughs> Each individual move. It's nothing like that. Well, see, that's what the Macarena is then. It's the British Macarena because the Macarena doesn't tell you what to do. You just... I know, but we also have the Macarena. <laughs> well, this is a British year version. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's an American thing. Are you sure? 
because I'm not, sure it's I don't, an American. I've never heard of Oops website. I'm sure the. I'm sure it. I'm sure it comes from. I'm. I'm not. I'm not absolutely guaranteed on who's. Okay. You know, well, people go to YouTube and look up "Oops Upside Your Head" and see if that yeah, even sounds vaguely familiar it, to you. It'll probably be children dancing to it. Okay. Um, and when I say dancing, I literally mean sat on the floor behind each other, smacking the hands on the floor and shuffling. That's what oh you do. Gosh. That's just all you do. And it's just fun. It's also very white. Very, very white. <laughs> yes. Do yourselves a favor and look up Oops Upside Your Head on YouTube. It's people there. say people trust me. People say people say white people don't have culture. Oops upside your head. <laughs> oh good lord. <laughs> might even I don't know though. It might even be uh, black people that that sing the song. I do <laughs> truly not know. <laughs> I have no idea. Fans, please go it and could investigate be this. Anyone? <laughs> it could be anyone. Janine, on that absolute bombshell, should we wrap up this episode <laughs> yeah. of Morgan hasn't seen? <laughs> there we go, guys. That has been it. It's been as nonsense as ever. We've been talking about The Running Man from 1987, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Conchita Alonso, who you have to say in that weird little bit of a... Not weird, mm-hmm. that little bit of a no. little bit of an accent. accent. Carlos going to like that. It just that. sounds better. <laughs> Maria Conchita Alonso. Oh, yes. yes. I can speak Spanish. <laughs> I can't. Yes. I don't know Spanish at all. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> what? That room... That reminds me of the Chipmunk movie um, that we did. I, 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 I love you very much. <laughs> Which was horrendously racist. Um, yes, who else does it star? Yafet Cotto and Richard, the Groper Dawson. And also Jesse Ventura. He's one tough motherfucker. Jesse Ventura is, to be fair. <laughs> but so is Arnold. And so is that old woman. Yes. Yes. There we go, guys. That has been it. Uh, if you want to send in voice messages like uh, Eric and like Video Drew did today, Janine, where can they go to do that? On Anchor. The link will be there in the description. Yes, wherever you are listening to this, whatever episode you may be listening to there is always a link in the description to go and leave us a voice message on anchor and we will play them we love getting them we had a new caller today which is very nice thank you very much drew for that and uh it's always nice to hear from eric as well it always makes me feel nice calls i like calls they're great they're the best um what else what else what else to do what else to plug what else to say you can i guess i guess i guess the fact that morgan hasn't seen is not the only show you can find on this feed we also have machine mondays every monday with janine the machine sat right over there you can hear her voice right now hello there you go yeah. there's her voice <laughs> That, there's her voice. That's hello, what hello, hello, Machiniacs and Schmerdan fans. We're not starting an episode of it <laughs> oh, now. Oh, sorry, sir. It's, it's not. It's not the time. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> this is the wrong time. <laughs> um, sorry, but sorry. 
for all your Schmodown talk, is the best place for Schmodown fans to start your week with the machine herself on Machine Mondays on It's a Wonderful Podcast every Monday. Um, or we, have, of course, have uh, the main show every Friday. It's a Wonderful Podcast itself where we show some love to those old movies that we adore so very, very much. Um, me and Nolan were on last Friday covering all things Bond, mainly mainly Goldfinger, but we really got into a big Bond discussion of the whole situation with Bond, and it was a big episode, so it's fun. And uh, this week on the main show, we uh, will be talking about Hitchcock's uh, The Lady Vanishes from 1938. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, which is, uh, I mean, it's not an early Hitchcock when you think about it, because Hitchcock was making stuff in the 20s and things like that. But from what people mainly know of Hitchcock, the 30s is early Hitchcock. Yeah. So uh, I, I always like I always like going back that far when it comes to Hitchcock, so that I'm sure that'll be a, a good discussion. And that is, of course, me and uh, Janine on the main show this week, because that's how it works there. And you can find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed with those three shows, Machine Mondays, Morgan Hasn't Seen, and It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and a whole bunch of other places. We are everywhere. If we are not there, then there is a problem with that <laughs> podcast platform, and they seem to have some sort of agenda against us, like I have my agenda against Blade Runner. <laughs> You can, of course, also find us on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One for all the updates there. Me, I am on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in there because, Janine, three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Dawn. Janine, all the good stuff is at where? Oh, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to get some awesome merch for all our shows or just check out my artwork, you can find it at tpublic.com at G9Design. And check out our Patreon. We have fun stuff going on, videos and artwork and just a fun way to support these podcasts and us uh, and our individual endeavors. So check out our Patreon. It's a wonderful one on patreon.com. Yes, and the Patreon shout-outs will be coming this week on the main show on Friday. And yes. next week on this show, we will be talking about EdTV. EdTV, yes. yes. That was a, I went through. I went through the. the <laughs> I went through them. I went through yes, them yes. before. But yes. that's a nice reminder, Janine. Well done. Yes. <laughs> yes. EdTV next week with McConaughey. I think. Yes. Is in that movie. Yes. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Lovely stuff. There we go, guys. Janine, there's only one thing left for me to ask you to do. And I shouldn't be asking you to do things. <laughs> because you do anyway. this, this show is all about you having power. <laughs> but I shall do it please, for you. Please, please, <laughs> please, please do. Count us down. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Do 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 do